This week, I've been putting all the finishing touches on my new 14-day hormone reset program that I'm rolling out next month. Along with my one-on-one hormone balancing coaching program, there are so many good things coming. I cannot wait. But one of the overarching topics that comes through in all areas related to hormone balancing is insulin resistance. The role it plays and how our bodies are able to show up every day is hands down one of the most important pieces. So today, I'm diving in a bit deeper and starting the conversation around what insulin resistance is, how it shows itself in your body, why it matters, and some things that you can start doing right away to drive change. Hello friends, this is Missy, and this is my podcast, This Is Me at 50. Let's chat about what it looks like and feels like to go from your best life in your 40s to an even better life in your 50s while navigating hormones, perimenopause, and menopause. Let's talk about finding balance over perfection, nourishing your body and the role nutrition plays, healthy movement, who you should surround yourself with and why that matters. Anxiety, hot flashes, concentration, focus, sleep, cooking, relationships, and friends, all the things. This is me at 50. I often say sugar is my kryptonite. If there is a fresh baked cookie or a bag of Swedish fish within smelling distance, I will find it. The sugar struggle is absolutely freaking real for this girl. Shortly after my daughter Greta was born, I was told I was pre-diabetic, and that combined with my Hashimoto's autoimmune condition created the perfect storm for me to have to rope in my sugar struggles. Now, you might not be concerned with prediabetes or an autoimmune condition, but insulin resistance is one of the biggest root causes for those struggling to balance their hormones and also lose weight, especially that stubborn belly fat around your midsection, brain fog, low energy, poor sleep, anxiety, Sugar takes the award as one of the biggest root causes for so many of these health struggles. Learning to manage your body's blood sugar level is absolutely essential in calming cravings, maintaining consistent energy levels all day long, reducing brain fog, soothing hormones, reducing inflammation, and getting your body to actually burn fat. But before I get ahead of myself, let's back this train up a bit and start with the basics of understanding how all of these pieces fit together. Let's understand the relationship between sugar, insulin, glucose, and a word you might have heard at the doctor's office, prediabetes, or perhaps even type 2 diabetes. Now, you know I'm a why girl. I absolutely have to understand why something is important in order for me to actually decide to do something about it. So I'm going to teach you the why, hoping that you're the same way. Now, a great starting reference point is to go back and listen to episode four, Sugar Sabotage. That's where I talked about all things sugar. It's a good one and worth a re-lesson when you have some time. Now, here's a hard truth bomb. 
that should not surprise you. Sugar is not adding nutritional content to our diets. It's not. Now, it's slightly different than, say, like vitamin C or iron or magnesium. Those all play really important roles in nourishing our body. Sugar, on the other hand, not so much. So when you want something sweet, your best sweetener sources are natural options like local raw honey, maple syrup, and fruit. Now remember, women, you get about 25 grams a day as a recommended daily allowance of sugar. Men, you get 36. If you can stick around that number, that's a great spot to be. There are three macronutrients that our bodies are designed to function from. Protein, healthy fats, and carbohydrates. I often explain these similar to like a car. Car is made to function with gas and oil and coolant. Now there's a lot more that your car needs in order for it to function, but your car won't run without those things. Your body is no different. It needs the macronutrients, protein, healthy fats, and carbohydrates to function the way it's supposed to. Your job is to make sure you're filling yourself up with these macronutrients and you never let your tank go empty. So sugar falls into the carbohydrate macronutrient category. One of the primary roles of carbohydrates is energy for your body. There are two types of carbohydrates, simple and complex. Simple carbohydrates, your body quickly absorbs because it's in a form that can be immediately utilized for energy. Most common examples of simple carbohydrates would be like fruit, fruit juices, cereal, baked goods, candy, milk, and milk products. Complex carbohydrates are made up of sugar molecules that are strung together in a chain, so the body has to first break them down into sugar in order to utilize them. They take a bit longer to break down and provide longer lasting energy than eating simple carbohydrates. So examples of complex carbohydrates would be like potatoes, rice, beans, grains, oats, vegetables, oh, so many vegetables, peppers, zucchini, squash, broccoli, leafy greens. I could go on all day noting every possible veggie. Those are so good for you. Where we tend to get in trouble are with the foods that contain excess simple sugars. It's the breads, the pastas, the cookies, the muffins, and all of the hidden sugars found in those foods that we are eating. It's estimated that 60% of the food you buy in the grocery store contains added sugar. That's redonkulous. Yeah, I said it. So once a carbohydrate, simple or complex, are broken down into sugar, that sugar enters your bloodstream. And this is where the term blood sugar comes from. So then your pancreas is triggered to release the storage hormone insulin. And its job is to travel into the blood, pick up the sugar, and deliver it to one of three places, either muscle, liver, or fat cells, to be used immediately or stored for later. 
So high blood sugar spikes caused by eating large amounts of carbohydrates trigger a rush of insulin into the bloodstream. Now here's the root of what you need to know for insulin resistance. When you constantly put more carbohydrates into your body than it can handle or it needs, you start to experience chronically elevated insulin levels, which over time can lead to what's called insulin resistance and eventually even type 2 diabetes. Basically, your pancreas is doing its best to produce insulin to keep things balanced with all the sugar coming in, but you aren't giving your body a break, so your insulin levels have to stay elevated all the time, and eventually things just stop working the way they're supposed to. The second important thing you need to know is when you have large amounts of insulin in your bloodstream, it blocks your body from burning fat. You begin to ride a wave of blood sugar highs and lows. Blood sugar goes up, insulin hormone is released, glucose or sugar is delivered to the muscles, liver and fat cells. Then your blood sugar drops because it's been absorbed. You start to feel lethargic. Your brain tells you you need more sugar. You find more carbohydrates. And the cycle starts all over again. Now, in health coaching clients about blood sugar, I like to use this example. So you start your day by picking something that you think sounds really simple and really healthy to have for breakfast, an acai bowl. They're really popular and they're really good, right? And most of the ingredients in an acai bowl are pretty similar. It's got acai, bananas, strawberries, honey, granola, and coconut. Maybe there's some chia seeds or hemp seeds or a nice little dollop of peanut butter to top it off. That acai bowl contains about about 375 calories. And in that, five to seven grams of fat... 75 grams of carbohydrates, 31 grams of sugar, one gram of fiber, and about 10 grams of protein. As your body begins to digest this acai bowl, your blood sugar rises quickly as the carbohydrates convert into sugar. 75 grams of carbohydrates and 31 grams of sugar. Remember? You get 25 grams total for the day of sugar. And in one bowl, you're starting your day with 31. Your pancreas releases insulin, right, to go out and collect all that sugar that's now called glucose in your bloodstream. The glucose is first delivered to your muscles and your liver cells, and it's going to be used right away or it's going to be stored for later. And once those are full, right, so once your muscles are like, nope, I got all I can handle, and your liver's like, yep, I'm full, then the leftover glucose is turned into fat and stored in your fat cells in your midsection. And you know that area I'm talking about. So as insulin distributes that glucose to your muscles, liver, and fat cells, your blood sugar starts to crash, right, because it's getting absorbed, leaving you feeling tired, groggy, and hungry. And you just ate a few hours ago, and you're already starting to feel hungry again. As your blood sugar crashes, 
you go ahead and you reach for something quick to get you feeling awake and refocus. So you go for a granola bar or a latte or a handful of M&Ms or a muffin or cookie, all causing your blood sugar to spike right back up and the cycle starts all over again. So even though that acai bowl is made up of nutrient-rich foods, it's primarily carbohydrates that are wreaking havoc on your blood sugar, leading to high insulin levels, excess fat storage, and blood sugar crashes and cravings the whole rest of the day. So when's the last time you actually tracked your daily sugar intake? Grab a notebook. And keep it simple. Just read your labels or Google what you're eating to figure out how much sugar's in the food you're having and keep a little running tally for a week. Remember women, you get 25 grams per day or about six teaspoons. Most of us, after we start tracking it, we realize we are significantly higher than that. And over time and continued excess intake of sugar carbohydrates, your body basically maxes out. Storage locations are full. There's no more room. And so your body stops responding to the insulin created by your pancreas, and that sugar just stays in your blood, and it no longer converts to energy. The cells in your muscle, fat, and liver stop accepting insulin's request to take the glucose from your blood and store it. This is insulin resistance. And when the glucose is no longer being stored correctly and it stays in your blood, you have elevated blood sugar levels that are toxic for your body. And over time, this can lead to many severe health conditions, right? Elevated blood sugar levels are toxic for your body. Toxic levels of sugar in your blood are huge triggers for serious health conditions, neuropathy, heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, chronic inflammation, excess visceral fat or obesity. Friend, this is the why it's important. That sugar might taste really good at the time, but the negative health impact it has on your body is absolutely terrible. And it's time to take this seriously. Now, I was just talking with a health coaching client earlier today about how hard this is. I mean, let's be real. We're up against it. The food industry is a billion-dollar business, and their goal is to sell their product. They don't care if we're healthy. They just want us to buy and eat their food. All the sweet treats, the delicious desserts, the yummy breads and cookies and muffins. And saying no is so flippin' hard. But here are some things that you can start doing right away to begin taking back control. Number one, protein, protein, protein. Protein is the macronutrient that keeps you feeling full. It's a natural appetite suppressant and it helps maintain muscle tissue. Protein is also a blood sugar stabilizer, right? So protein-rich foods like beef, Chicken, seafood, pork, eggs, beans, lentils, nuts, and seeds are amazing protein sources. Aim for 100 grams of protein a day. Make sure you have protein with every meal. Number two, a short walk 
anywhere from five to 10 minutes is enough to result in lowering blood sugar levels after a meal. Our muscles ask our bodies for fuel to power the walk, which leads to decrease in blood sugar levels. Remember insulin's job is to take that glucose to our muscles. And then when you're using those muscles, it's using that glucose as energy to work and get your body moving. So that glucose gets used right away for energy to fuel that walk. I call that efficient. Number three, start reading labels and anything that contains added sugar, put that back on the shelf. You don't need that in your body. And track your daily sugar intake. Just keep a little scratch pad and track how much sugar you're getting each day. Creating awareness has an incredible impact. Remember, ladies, you get 25 grams a day, and fellas, you get 36. Number four, avoid starchy carbs at breakfast so you aren't starting your day with a blood sugar high, only to have it fall in a few hours and continue the roller coaster all day long. Skip the cereals, muffins, breakfast bars, bagels, instant anything. Those are off limits. Instead, try a tasty veggie omelet or egg bites or overnight oats with added chia seeds or a healthy protein-packed smoothie with lots of greens boosters, maybe some delicious avocado toast on a slice of sprouted grain bread. Think protein and healthy fat to start your day. Number five, fill half your plate with non-starchy vegetables like carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, peppers, leafy greens, onions at every meal. These foods are packed full of awesome nutrients your body needs for energy, health, and vitality. They are complex carbohydrates. Remember, those take longer to break down and digest in your body. And think of all of the wonderful vitamins and minerals and fiber you are getting on your plate. Number six, ditch snacking. The kitchen closes at 7 p.m. If you find yourself always reaching for a mid-afternoon or an evening snack, it's time to take a look at your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They're probably lacking sufficient protein and you might not be eating enough. Load up on protein and fill half that plate with non-starchy vegetables every time you eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When you fuel your body with nutrient-packed goodness at your meals, there's no need for snacking. Number seven, what you doing about stress? So often clients tell me they are stress eaters and this is when they get into trouble. Break the cycle. Maybe it's time you thought about a healthier way to channel that stress. Join a gym, go to a yoga class, schedule time to connect with a friend, go for a hike, practice meditation, enjoy a nice Reiki session. Instead of allowing that stress to consume you, take back your power and find healthier ways to deal with it once and for all. So there we have it, friends. Learning to manage your body's blood sugar levels is absolutely essential in maintaining a healthy body. It's hard. It's one of the hardest things for many people. But just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible. When you fuel your body with the right nutrients, it's amazing how those cravings start to go away. You start to feel lighter, 
happier, healthier, less bloated, more energy, all the things. Creating awareness around your sugar intake, prioritizing healthy macronutrients, protein, and healthy fats, and reminding yourself you absolutely can do hard things are the perfect steps for building a healthier lifestyle. And that's a wrap for today, my friends. I hope this was a helpful episode for you. If you like what you heard, I would really appreciate it if you sent it to a friend or shared on your social media, if you think there's something in here that can be helpful for someone else. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I'd love for you to leave a review and a rating. Until next time, my friend, I wish you all the best life has to offer. Make it a great day.